This podcast is brought to you by Continuum, proud sponsors of Wessex Wanderers. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to the second episode of the First Team Review. I'm Tom Trimble, and I'm joined by the First Team Managers once again, Nick Trutch, the First Team Manager, and the two assistants, Ron Avery and Matt McCarthy. Even I'll tell you what, that, that was a long week, mine, wasn't it? <laughs> very, very long week, mate, yeah. And we've done it exactly <laughs> the same time. Um, well, well, yeah, we'll kick, we'll kick off straight away on the part two then. Um, we'll start with some some serious ones, and we'll get into some fun fun questions as we as we get on. But since you since you boys been back in the second half of the season, um, who's been the biggest impact player wise? I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll go first. So for me, I think I think this is how we ended. Um... The previous week, part one. Uh, for me, Sussex coming back from injury was massive. He was he was such a huge player for the second half of the season. Um, Callum Rogers coming back to the club made an instant impact. Um, Connor Collins when he eventually returned at the ground running, he he was fantastic. But to, to top onto that, I think Sharkey's leadership and, and his assists. He you know his his assists were his numbers were fantastic. Tom and George's goals. I think Lewis Berry when he used he he came he came into the fold when when we needed someone and and he he set the standard at times. I think. How about you, Matt? Ron, agree? Well, have you left? Have you left anyone else for us to go by? I think I'm pretty sure you've never <laughs> everyone. That's the same team. That's the team. <laughs> I feel like I I would say the lads who have come back. Like I think I said it in the previous the previous pod, which was when the lads started coming back from injury. They're like it's like having new signings, so the likes of you could say Tom as well coming back from injury, you know it's it's like having a new signing because you haven't you haven't had him for so long and, and Sussex not being available because of injury and then coming back, um and a fully fit Cal Rogers as well. I know that you won't mind me saying he struggled with you know fitness the past year or two, maybe even three, and he's probably the fittest he's ever been or if not definitely up there now at the moment so it's like it's not just a new player but it's just a massive boost to the the morale of the team as well when you've got players like that coming back and performing consistently so shark like i said i mentioned for sharky as well you can you can play that play that guy in any position and you know what you're going to get from him i'd be confident in sticking him i think he said that he's played everywhere but right back was it or either he's played everywhere and hated right back the most but I'd still bank on him to do a good job there. It's it's been good to get him back in his more natural position though, and it the second half of the season. He loves it out on the left wing. I know we've used him in, in central as well at times, but we we spoke on the last podcast about how he, he sort of sacrificed himself to play centre half a lot. It it is good to get the best out of him. Do the um do the biggest players who have made the biggest impacts, are they the same as the biggest characters? Are they the biggest characters in the team, or is there any any new names that pop up? I, I think just 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 quickly on that, I you know kind of a mold we make those two questions. I'd say not because for me being obviously part of the goalkeepers union, I'm going to say obviously how big of an impact I think Cadence have added in a lot of the games and off the pitch. You know, Caden's quite he's quite a quiet lad. Very true. He's, he's not a big character, 
but you know he's and he's, he is he is quiet on the pitch. He, he doesn't he's not like a big bellowing goalkeeper, but he he makes his presence known just by his his ability. And I think for me, he, he's one he's had a massive impact, and he's he's a really good character rather than a big character because he's just he he's he's a, he's such a nice lad. He gets on with everybody, and he, he's just a genuinely nice kid. So um, I think he's he's both been a, a big impact and a a, a, a very good character as well in the club, I think. The char- yeah. characters are a weird one, aren't they? They could be different types. You can have George's a character, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but but Caden's a very big character in a very, very different way. I feel like yeah. sort of some of the lads like that, they lead by example. We've got a fair amount of players in the squad, I think, that do lead by example. Um, Caden being one of them, I'd be confident in saying that He's he's a leader in his own way, because he performs at such a high level. Yeah. Any others? We're all good. Uh, so the the, th- the three that spring to mind for me, all in completely different ways. Um, a big character for me is Sharky, as you know, as the captain, as as a big voice in the change room and on the pitch. So Sharky's a big character for me. Can Can Miller. He, he's he's such a he's funny and he's light he's well liked and everyone and he's just he's just a big part of the buzz in the changing room for me can it's taken um, time to get there though I think Matt I think Matt will agree with that he, he was he was quite he was very relaxed when he joined he, he didn't make a massive fuss about himself but since he started playing a few more games and, and got to know the lads a bit more like I remember when he when he when I think it was about the fines and stuff. He was like not paying them, and that was like the that was like the turning point where we we're like, oh, actually, he's got he's quite funny. He's got that he's got that banter about him. Whereas before, he looked like he just rocked up on a Saturday, looked unreal, and went straight away. Um, I feel like he's he's grown into his role because he's been he's been away from football for a while, hadn't he? Because of his injury, yeah. And you know, coming back, he was probably a bit cautious, getting involved properly again, and. I think he's he's taken to it so well, and it was a shame that he he, he was out for a few few weeks, couple months, I think, wasn't it? Towards the end of the season again. Yeah. Even with that, like when when he was when he was injured, testament to him, I think he was it. I don't think he actually missed the game in terms of yeah coming up. He he was at a lot of the games supporting the lads, and you you know that that for for a player who's who's only been at a club for a short amount of time, you know you might. You might get players that have been at clubs for years when they're injured, turn up and watching a game. But for for like you just said, Tom, you know, if he's not really kind of come straight in and made himself, you know, a massive part of it, he's kind of slowly worked his way into it. But to still turn up week in week out and watch the boys playing, and he was still in the, you know, he was still in the group chats, he was still chatting to everybody, he was turning up to show his support. Um, Again, he's 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 just a he's just a good lad, and I, I think Trudge is right. He, he's a massive character, and he he's he's definitely the sort of character you want within your squad. I think. I I I can't help to have such a big soft spot for him because when we came back in the first four or five games, he was, I mean, he was, he was brilliant. brilliant. He was brilliant. It, yeah, he was he was absolutely fantastic. But also, like he's just, he's he's just such a lovable character when he walks in the change room. It, you can't help but I don't know. I I've just got a bit of a bit of a soft spot for him. I love him. I love the kitty. Good player. Good to have a, have around. 
yeah. Shouldn't have favourites, but he's probably <laughs> one of mine at the moment. <coughs> Crack bad. You only like and wingers, then... eh? <laughs> eh? You only like wingers. <laughs> Right-footed ones. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, uh, probably another big character for different reasons. George. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll move on then. We'll move on. Um, just to quick on his character, is a character, you know, for, for good, for bad, whatever. He, he is, he is a character by yeah. definition. He is a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go in a dictionary, that's what that's what it's defined as, George. Um, with um, with all the characters, though, um, and just, just to quickly touch on it, there's been a lot of characters in the dressing room this year. Um, I don't actually know the total number of players that have that have played. I know it was about forty. Was it about forty-one for us, Matt? First half of the season. I think so. Yeah. We touched on it in the last podcast, but but Trutch, what was the what was the final number of players um, that, that made an appearance? So I got the numbers in front of me. You're you're correct. The first half of the season with 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 Tom and Matt was forty-one. Um, the second half of the season with under me was forty-three. Uh, obviously, obviously, some played under both eras, for want of a better word. So, a total of fifty-eight players were used in the first team this season, which was silly. silly. It is, it's it's far too many, isn't it? I mean, I mean, a massive thanks for everyone that put the boots on and and played when needed to. But to get where we want to be, we 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 you need a core of twenty. Yeah, I mean, if if you look at the the amount of mm. teams that are doing well around the place, and and you look at how many got they got signed on on the on the FA website, some of them only got twenty signed on, but the, but they know they're going to be there every week. It'd be interesting to know how many Avonmouth had for the season, like how many players they used overall. I, I, but I, even, I, even with Avonmouth, I tell you what, if if you look at when Avonmouth reserves played our reserves, the golfing quality between Avonmouth first team and even my reserves, massive. Mm. They've obviously got a core, a, a you know, a real strong core in and around the first team who were always available. Well, look at their results. That's probably why we differ to other teams. To be fair, because we do, we do have that flexibility within the within the club. You know, there's when the when the first team don't have a game or or reserves. You know, the players filter into the other teams. Whereas probably it's in like Avermouth. You know, if they're twenty, don't have a game. They're probably all in the pub together somewhere else, or or watching the game on the sides. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very. We do it a bit different, which probably. Well, we follow the rules, which is a. Uh... <laughs> we do follow the rules. Right? Yeah. But I I don't but then, I mean just... the, the rules. The rules don't affect the first team, do they? No, I no, I, I just think Avonmouth wouldn't drop. It, it doesn't feel like they'll drop players down when they haven't got a game up they'd rather do something as a team maybe together or it's just go out or, or, or something like that do you know what I mean like a bit, they'll stay together as a as a 20 15 20 yeah but it does I mean we'd, we'd never sacrifice the the family feel what what Wessex has and, and what we pride ourselves on but it would I mean I, I we'd be a lot more successful if we were to have you know, just just so much more regular consistency. Tom, do you remember how many players we used last year? I don't think it was, it wasn't like a low number, but overall, I feel like, especially the second half of the season, 
we actually had some serious consistency. I think we were just changing our fullbacks. Second half. Second half. Yeah. First half, I think we had something similar to this year. Not, no, not as bad, nowhere near as bad. But I'm sure we did. There was a bit of shuffling, um, but with, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely was fullback. So our midfield, wasn't it? it was it was Crum and Sol and and Dibble. Front three was yeah. with Jack, Jack Kim and Jack Kim and I and and yeah, as you said, the fullbacks change every week. It was you, you and Longley centre back and. And Jordan, Jordan. yeah, so so it really was like you know, the fact we can name the team from last year pretty easily that's that's what the long term goal is. I'm sure it is at every club, but getting that consistency where you've only got to change one or two and then maybe one or two on the bench, you're laughing, really, aren't you? Yeah, Uh, but uh, and obviously, I'm sure we'll touch on on a team of the season later on this episode, but um. That team that got us promoted is probably going to be completely different to your teams of the season. Um, which yeah, is, which is probably be, which is you know just shows you like a difference a year can make, really. Um, but that's just me assuming, uh, I have no idea what your teams are. Um, uh, uh, just to touch on out of the out of the 58 used, um, the top five, um, what's the word, performance? No. Appearance, yeah, appearance makers. Top five: Alex Fatio made the played the most games, twenty two games. Sharky closely second, twenty one. Longley and George joint third on twenty, which is good considering George's injury in the first half of the season. And then Caden played eighteen times. Yeah, decent. I'm just I'm just trying to think about that. Really, I think I don't think I think Fatio maybe missed one game. But saying that, twenty two. Is that including Mangotsfield? That's not including Mangotsfield. Those are the other statistics. I don't. I don't think for two, Mister Gamer. Maybe missed one or two. I, I'm not too sure, but didn't he go home at, at one no, point? But was it his birthday, or was that called off around then? The game was called off. Yeah, I think it did get called off because he he wasn't going to be in the Filton squad as well the midweek. But then uh, I think someone pulled out, so he 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 got the call up because me and him were meant to be playing for Avonmouth on the Monday against Avonmouth. He's yeah. he's a bit of an example, isn't he, Alex? You, you, I mean, you you boys were there in the change room after the the last game, Parsons Street. There wasn't there wasn't much positive to take from the game or the performance or the attitude. But you know me in the in the change room, I like to end on a high. So I with with Alex going on his travels next season for a year, I I wanted to I just wanted to highlight everything he's done really the last couple of seasons. Like, you'll remember I said in the in the change room, he, he's he rarely misses a training game. Uh, a, a training session, especially, especially for a uni student. Especially yeah, it's oh, especially he's, yeah. he's the most committed uni student to football that I've, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. His his missus comes along and watches every game. That's that's a bonus. She helps out with the, the you know the the youth coaching on the on the Saturday as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. He's you know his his attitude and his his application has been. Second to none. So uh, I know I said it in the changing room after the game, but a massive thanks to Alex Fatio for all his efforts. And yeah, like we say, we wish wish you all the best on your year off, and can't wait to get you back in twelve months. I mean, hopefully it doesn't go that well, so you can come back early. But you know, I yeah, count, got the countdown clock going already, Church of you. Twelve months right from now. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, let's 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 keep it on the season. We we have got 
we have got some funny funny moments to to bring up, but we'll um we'll keep it we'll keep it just to the season of uh the highs and lows. So so, ha, I mean, I don't think there's any highs in the first half of the season, but but the second half, let's try and focus on them. But what 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 were the highs and lows for, from your point of view, lads? So, I'm, I'm you know, actually trying to think of what highs they would have been from the first half of the season. It it was it was probably just the the overall <laughs> uh, attitude, wasn't it? Like you know, it was a very positive place to be. The, yeah, the morale. Yeah, the the vibe. Despite losing the majority of the games and and not performing anywhere near the level that we know we can, somehow the group was still happy. And you know that is if that's the one high that I can take from the first half of the season, I will because <laughs> there's a, a lot. A lot of teams would crumble. <laughs> a lot of teams would. I'd, I'd say the highs were were, were Caden, the morale. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And the, the Christmas do. Christmas do was good. Yeah, Christmas do was good. That, that, that did. Yeah. That was a big high. That did. You know, I wasn't there, but that did. Um, looking sick. at pictures and the, and hearing the stories, that that did sound like a, a real good night. Um, but the loads. So, I'll tell you what, my um, how do I do this? I always like going through the rubbish bits and then end it on a positive, don't I? So I, I might, I might list my do lows. the lows first. Do the lows. Yeah, first. I'm, I'm going to list my lows. So the first one was the seventh minute injury time equaliser in the first game back. That was just a, a baptism of fire. The second low for me was the five five one loss to Avon Mouth. Not. Only purely because of the scoreline, really. It's never nice to lose game five one. Um, another big, big low for me was Mangotsfield folding because we lost a good win. Not only did we lose the win, but Mangotsfield also took took points off of those around us, so it made things a bit more tighter. Um, draws that should have been wins, like I say, three out of the four draws at least we deserve absolutely nothing less than a win. And then the last low for me was just the last two games. How it how the season petered out the the, the St Oldham's game where the attitude and the moaning kicked in and the petulance and and we just weren't together as a team. And then, like I say, that carried into the that was on the Tuesday when it so that carried into the Thursday. Parsons game. So yeah, that that was that was a it's a shame. Like I say, we we achieved our minimum objective we had a chance it really ended on a high and it just seemed to fizzle out at the end do you agree with that Matt? Yeah that's the one that's sticking in my mind most but that's because it's the most fresh I feel like mm. finishing the season on the way we did we had it like I said it I said it at the last game we had such a good opportunity to to finish well to finish strong and we just kind of petered out really didn't we it was it was it just wasn't the same team it's like we used all of our energy and drive in those three wins in a row and then we suddenly just you know took the plug out and just were drained for the last two or I was gonna say last three but the Filton one we still gave a good performance so yeah I mean part of me it's you know it's always best to get the job done and then and then the slack off but you when the slacking off comes it it's like, it was hard to get out. It felt like a rut. It felt like we were in it, and when we were yeah. in it, we, we couldn't just get up for it again. It was like it was, it was, it was too much of a 
too much of a of an ass really. And another 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 negative of the first half of the season was obviously the injuries. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we've got that. So Ron Ron's actually dropped off the call, hasn't he? So hopefully he rejoins in a minute. Try to get but we'll do the highs. Oh, I'll tell you what. Let's uh keep talking, Trutch. But I'm I'm sure he's about to join in about three seconds. Ah, uh, there he yeah, he's coming. So for me, whilst whilst we're waiting for Ron to rejoin, the highs. I've got quite a few highs. Um we I've already discussed, you know, Sussex returning to the fold after after injury. Alan and Connor returning to the club. A big, a big plus for me has been the rise of Charlie Rogers. Started off the season in the Colts. I think I think when we were recording the Colts end the season review podcast a week or two ago, I think they said he started off the season at right back for the Colts. But you know, he he his application in training and his attitude is second to none. Good player as well. And you, you combine the two, and he, he was always going to go through the teams. So, you know, he started off in the Colts, worked his way up to the reserves. I don't want to speak on behalf of Hooper and Lewis, but I, the impression I got was that he was one of the first names on the team sheet for them. Um, you know, we, we we were looking at our midfield. We 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 identified things that were lacking and things that we, we'd looked to bring in. And it was hard to ignore Charlie, how he was training for a couple of weeks. And, and he'd come in and he, he, and he took to it like a, like a duck to water for me. He, you know he's not the finished article. He won't mind me saying that, Charlie. But um, yeah, just just his his rise from you know starting starting the season in the Colts up to reserves up to first team. That is, well, that's, that's you don't get many do that in a season, do you? Um, and up until the his injury, Can Miller, his form and his goals and his and his attitude was brilliant. That was another one. Finding Khalil. You know, San yeah. Sankum turned up, didn't he, before a game and, and Lynn started chatting to him and we got him involved and then he turned up to training and brought his mate Absolutely Khalil. Absolutely mental that. Like, well, when you deep it, you, you know, like like Matt and I were saying about the bad luck of the first half of the season, nothing went our way. And then when, when you know, a couple of results and stuff and we just get this random lad looking for a, for a new team, new to the area, and he just goes up and chats to Lynn and just yeah. gets involved. And he brings yeah. in... Not only does he become, you know, Colts and Reserves main probably main striker for the second half of the season, um, but also brings in his mate who is is a, just a top top player. It's it's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember I remember Sankum turning up to training the first time and he said, "Oh, is it okay? I've I've brought a friend." I said, "Yeah, bring him along." But you know, he 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 um, it, his was a rapid rise as well. I think he only played one game for the Colts and then then the Reserves used him. And we were watching the game on the balcony, and then we, um, yeah, we had a, a need for a winger, so we brought him in, and yeah, he he absolutely held his own in the first team. Um, another, well, uh, I mean, the thirteen-two win against Parson Street, when our, our you know our long-standing rivals, you you can't help but include that in the in the list of highs of the season. Um, oh, I tell you, I tell you, a big one for me. The last-minute equaliser against Lawrence Weston at home. So they, they, the, all of them on, all of them on the sideline, and a few of them on the pitch were giving Tom so much, like not just not just banter stick, but it was it was it was bordering on disgusting the the abuse they were giving Tom, and he's smashed in a stoppage time equaliser, and he's let him have it. He celebrated accordingly to me. I, th- I think in the, in the change room, a few people were. 
if I if I remember right, Tom, if you you like why yeah. why are you separating like that? And and I got the wrong end of the stick, didn't they? Because... Yeah, I, I I said no. That the abuse, that what they've been giving him all game, that celebration was absolutely justified. I think, I think they saw it as taking. I think they saw it as celebrating a, an equaliser. Yeah, which we shouldn't be doing in a game like which I agreed with, but it wasn't it wasn't celebrating equaliser really. It was. It was it was a stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Deservedly, I think as well the amount of the amount of stick that he was getting. I can just imagine the re- the relief that you felt, Tom. I know what I felt, but actually doing it. Yeah, it, it would be nice if we just won the game and we didn't have to leave it to the last, you know, literally the last kick of the game to to win it. But you know, yeah. one of those. It, it it was it was sweet, and to be honest, it, they didn't give us nothing when we when we beat them two 0 did they? I, I didn't hear any abuse. <laughs> No, they were no. well quiet, especially yeah, on well, the well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were, they were pretty good. Um, another high for me was the the three match winning streak. Um, not not just the the results, the nine points from nine in those games. It was it was the togetherness that was felt in the change room, and the it, it just it felt like such a good change room to be. Um, of course, we picked up. Was it two clean sheets? Yeah, yeah, it was two two clean sheets in a row, wasn't it? Hang on. Yeah, three three no and two no. Yeah. A three no and two no, yeah. So, you know, like buses, isn't it? You wait for a clean sheet all season and two come along at once. So yeah, the th- the three match winning streak was was brilliant on and off the pitch. I t- oh, I'll tell you what, another highlight just popped in my mind. Caden's last minute penalty save against Spartak. Oh yeah, incredible. That's that's 100 mine. Yeah. But for for me, it looked like it almost looked like a typical Wessex moment, didn't it? We we were we had a long break. We had lots of seat, lots of fixtures cancelled in the first game back, and it looked like starting again with three points. And then it, then he points to the spot, and you think, oh, this this is just typical of us. But then um, you hear the yeah. shark. Did you hear shark, Sharky shout on the side? <laughs> he was. He said something like, "Every can't say the words, but every effort." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sharky lost it. He completely lost it at that point. Hayden's obviously, you know, we're thinking, oh, like typical, we're going to concede a, a last minute equaliser again, and he just pulls off off this. I tell you what, it like usually for me anyway as an outfielder, if it's the outfielder's fault if you don't score a penalty. Like, Shut up. You know, <laughs> never give you credit for saving a penalty. You should you should bury a penalty, but it the was unbelievable it, save. It was a it was a great save, wasn't it? Unbelievable save. Any any penalty save is good, but this was a particularly good one visually, wasn't it? Unbelievable, yeah. Massive moment. Uh, I'll tell you what, a positive for me, only drawing one blank all season. We scored in every game apart from one. And a bit of an anticlimax still, but our finishing position in the table has to be seen as a positive from where we were at Christmas New Year time. Yeah, very good. Well, well, um, we'll move on to that now. Now Ron's back with us. I, I've been told you've got a list of funny moments. So, so come on, come on, Ron, give it to us. What's the? Uh, I got a couple. I just got to find them a second. Um, my I had technical difficulties with my phone, so I had everything set out ready to go. Okay. Is there anything funny? It's been. It feels so stressful this season. I, I can't think of anything. Any funny moments? Matt, blocked, where did I? Where did I put my list? It was in the the first team management chat. It was it was like you were just reeling off one after another. 
<laughs> it was it was cracking me up because they were all very true. But when you're in season like like game mode, nothing was funny. It was like just get me on the pitch, get three points, and get it done. And then you said all this now, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, that did happen. That was actually quite funny. No, I can't lie. I'm trying to think of some right now, and and the funniest moment I can think was me getting punched. Uh, not really funny for me. So <laughs> yeah, and I missed it. I, I I thought you took a dive, didn't I? Yeah, well, I did that next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember one thing you mentioned, Ron. It's popped to my mind what you put on the on our chat before. It was the 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 nearly punch up between Jordan Sharkey when it at training. Yeah, yeah. I've just, I think I've just found it. So, yeah. So, obviously, you you sent us a list of like questions for for this podcast, and obviously one of them being like your, your funny moments of the season, and we were all like um and iron. So I've just kind of put a few in there. Um, so one of them being obviously Jordan uh, Sharky squaring up at training. Uh. You fainting every time you shout and get a rush of blood to the head. Uh, that was all I remember. That was pretty funny. I actually booked, the, booked my doctor's appointment yesterday. Don't try and make it serious. No, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, it is something. <laughs> Don't sort it out. Don't sort it out. <laughs> I'm glad it entertains you. Yeah, but no, I'm. I'm I am going to get it checked out just for. I think just from a player perspective on the pitch, when you when you 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 hear Trutchy screaming at someone. You know, screaming all sorts sorts of things, and then you turn around and turn back around, and he's on the floor, and you kind of think, "How's he got there? Has <laughs> someone decked him? Has he tripped? No, he's just nearly passed out." Matt's right yeah. though. Like, when when you're on the pitch, like I I never saw him faint once, and I'm actually really annoyed. Like <laughs> the aftermath, you just see him on the floor, and you're thinking, "Oh, he's done it again." I thought he was doing what um, Louis Van Gaal did and was like, yeah, I, I, I that's, you know, I did actually see that one. Yeah, I thought he went down like, like ref, you're gonna give us, yeah. give us one or something. <laughs> I mean, it might, it might have even been noticeable in, in the last couple of games of the season. <laughs> I mean, you were, you were all sort of involved in the game. I, I was a little bit quieter, and I can't, I, I don't mind saying, I, I didn't want to faint. <laughs> well, no one does, mate. That's not, no, no one really wants normal, to. Mate. Yeah, it's not normal. So anyway, moving on with the list. Um, I can say it now because he he he's got both his legs still. But I thought Khalil pouring hot water over his legs, and then just sending a message in the chat with a picture of his legs like falling to pieces, just saying I'm not available tomorrow, lads. Without seeking medical attention, I thought that was pretty funny. It was it was very not funny, but it's it not funny at the time. He definitely did not mean it to be funny, but it was, just it was more the fact he put it. it in the group chat as well. Like it was, it wasn't like to truck saying, "Mate, I can't play tomorrow." Like you know, I've done this to my legs. It was just not not available. Can't play tomorrow, lads. And then yeah. a picture of his legs like fusing together. Yeah. Um. Obviously, yeah. Not not funny. It was a very very serious incident. But when you look back at it now, now that he's safe and he's back playing again, and there's no long term damage, it was pretty funny. I thought. And just 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 to confirm, <laughs> safeguarding etc. was was fully taken <laughs> with, with, with three managers turning up to his gaff within an hour. So yeah, we were oh, yeah. The rapid was... response, rapid response unit at West yeah. and it, it, it was dealt with properly, and obviously commend commend all you boys for for dealing with it like you did. But I still can't help but see the funny side of it. Well, I, I hope he does as well. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. I'll get Trotchy to ask him in French next time he sees him. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just about to say, because you've mentioned Khalil, what's, what popped into my head, I, I, it might have been a funny moment for some of the boys, but when he first joined, I wasn't sure, because Sam Coon's English isn't great. So, but, so Khalil's is a little bit considerably better, I'd say, but because Khalil, his first week being involved in the first team, I I delivered some of my pre-match video team talk in French. And I thought I'd knocked it out of the park, but he, he's walked in the change room the next day and he was like, mate, you got to work on your French. <laughs> <laughs> if, I if I remember correctly, you literally said in front of everyone, oh, Khalil, how was my French? And he only had to say one word and he went, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I was on, in the Filton game where we were unlucky to lose. I, 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 I wanted to switch him from right to left. So I was telling him like, I was I was trying to say right, but I was using the French word for left, and he was looking at me like, "Yeah, I am left," and I'm like, "No, go left." I am. Le <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it was a calamity. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stick um, to point. It. Yeah, <laughs> on on with the list. Um, Trutchy letching it every player's misses. Thank your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you can't deny it. It, it, it. It's out there for all to know. You just, just every time a player turns up with with a partner. It's almost like you've got to build a wall wall of safety in between them and you. There's a reason why I missed In my defence, there's some pretty, <laughs> there, there's some pretty fit Wessex wags mine, isn't there? <laughs> in my... yeah, that's why I there every week, mate. Yeah, he's just gone um, to the list now, isn't he, as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm literally just going through the list. Uh, Beaton Parsons 13-2. That was hilarious. Um. <laughs> We tagged Chrissy Bartz in this uh, in this podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Obviously, it, it took the shine off it a little bit when they beat us three two in the last game of the season, but beating them thirty two was funny as hell. Um, and then the last one I got is just quite simply us coming back in, showing Tom how easy it was to stay in this league is uh, quite funny as well. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to bite as well, you know. I'm not going to bite. <laughs> not biting. Not <laughs> I think that's I think that's just about it, lads. That's that's all the all the ones I reeled off in the group anyway. And that was in like three months or something. That was <laughs> all of that happened in a short space of time. Was there nothing like funny, like funny, funny? You know, like with with Mikey Tremblay last year, like fell over the fence, funny. Like um... did nothing, did nothing funny happen. The only thing like that was is Trutchy fainting. I think that is. Probably, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Shark, Sharky got knocked out against Redbridge. Uh, Sharky, get, Sharky getting knocked out once a game is pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, he's always winded, or or I think he actually had concussion after that Redbridge game. Again, not really meant to be funny, but it, it just was. Me having to play that was quite funny. Yeah, I still think you're being harsh on yourself, overcritical <laughs> of your performance. No, I was bad. What? We'll sit him down for a performance review um, pre-season and have a chat with him. Good job yeah. being one though, wasn't it? That's the, that's... <laughs> All off a of memory. Um... Ron, you Ron, you actually dropped off the off the the chat while we were going for our lows. Did you have any any low points? Um, me having to play. <laughs> it's um... funny and it's low. <laughs> yeah. Um... No, I, I think the, the the low point is probably the the last couple of results. Yeah. Um, 
we said that. But no, not really. I, I think generally, like I said, like I said, generally everything's been pretty positive. Um, you know, the one or two attitudes haven't been brilliant. Yeah. Um, but other than that, generally, it's been a pretty solid second half of the season. With, with sort of, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how everything's gone. Other than that, that final bit of the season and and a couple of the attitude problems we got. Um, but other than that, no, I don't think there are any other negatives for me. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I, I, I just been trying to think of another funny moment, but I literally. I'm probably the same as you, Matt. I can't think of anything at all. Um, not not like not like on pitch. Funny. Like, yeah, nothing. Nothing's popped to mind. Ollie Miles wearing swimming shorts, <laughs> but that that wasn't for the first team. So yeah, someone else did that. To Colts, one of Colts's uh fines um thing. I think I think Connor O'Neill said you had to wear swimming shorts to the to the game, the next week's game. So you got man of the match. And I think two people did it and Sam Oscroft wore cycling shorts. Actually, I'm pretty sure one of the one of the luxury items was to have Sam Oscroft as your um your cover photo on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That was that wasn't just for Colts, that was every team, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh we, we stayed true to that one. Yeah. Well, let's let's get it back on track anyway. We've had our, we've had our fun. Let's get back <laughs> on to, the, to get 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 let's get to the proper stats now. Um my kind of stats. The uh the top goal scorer and the and the and the top assisters. What what start with the assisters, Trap Corn. Right, right, run us through the, um, the well, how, we had many, a... how many players as well? Was there, was there quite a few on the on the assist list or there was there was we were a bit over reliant both in scorers and assisters. So we had a total of fourteen players contributed towards assist. Um Sharky was the main the main man with assists. He got nine. Alex Patio got six. It would have been eight at the at the Mangotsfield game, not being null and void. Um Tom, you got five. Nath Price got three. And then there was four other players that got a couple. Yeah fair. Shark Sharky, I didn't actually realise how many assists he got to be honest. That's that's quite a lot. I think I feel like a lot of Sharky's assists as well is is when he's bombing down the left. Yeah, so many times he finds himself on the left hand side, and that's where he gets most of his assists because he just picks the right pass more often than not. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna because I got my records here. I never, you know, they're never far from my side. So Sharky, the first half of the season, no goals, one assist. Two man of the matches. Second half of the season, four goals, eight assists, three man of the matches. It helps that you know he was in a more attacking role, his more his more natural role. But he, he you know, he saved all the the numbers for the second half of the season. Really, it's, it's a tough one with him because because he doesn't. I'm, you'll, you'll probably read out the goals in a second. Um, he, he's he's an assist merchant. Really, he's not a goal. I wouldn't say he's a, you know he's a goal scorer. Um, He's a more old score winger, isn't he? Yeah, hit, exactly. hit the byline, cross it in, yeah. um, strike. And I think that was our issue, wasn't it, Matt? With the first half of the season, like if if we play him higher, we obviously we, we would have lost him, wouldn't we? Further back, Is, yeah. Matt, but would that have maybe benefited us? Obviously, we'll never know now. 
Well, we didn't have personnel that that were that him. enough. Like, yeah. I think we were only playing him centre back because we didn't have enough full backs, which is why Longley was going full back. No, it it yeah, was like we, we had the full backs. We didn't really have centre backs, so we pushed we pushed Longley wide, didn't we? Really? Yeah, we we didn't have the personnel that we were happy with as management, yeah, and that, that just interesting because you know, could he have done? double those numbers if he did play higher in, in the first half of the season. But then equally, he didn't have you or George to cross it to. It wouldn't have been you boys because you both would have been injured. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's an interesting argument, to be fair. And, and it's needs must, isn't it? You know, he was he was needed at centre-back, so that's where he went. Yeah. Um. Talk, talk us through your top, top goal scorers and... and... Yeah, scorers. Yeah, like I say, only only a total of twelve scorers in the first team this season. Uh, joint top scorers, Tom and George Evans, on ten each. Um, had it not been for the Mangotsfield game being null and void, Tom, you would have finished on eleven, George on twelve. But you know, the official records ten each. After that, Alex Fatio with seven. Sharky with four and Can on three. Again, he would have been four with the Mangotsfield game, but ends up on three. Interesting. What, yeah. Tom, how many, did you, how many did you get last year? 18. 18 so like, you, can see, you can see how that first half of the season, it was, I think there was only about five scorers in the first half. No, I, I I think you touched on it in the last podcast. I think you and Fosse were top joint top goal scorers on two for the first half of the season. Mm. But yeah. in, fair, in fairness to you, Tom, it's it's been a well, it's been a return to action season, and it? it's I, I think you all agree it's only been the last few weeks of the season where we've seen that the old Tom of previous years, and that's you know that's. Physically, after the injury, probably a bit of confidence as well, I'd say. But yeah, I think yeah, it's all looking good for next season. But it's been such a stop-start season for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been. It's been. You know, it's as as managers, first half of the season, it was it was poor, and, and individually as a as a player, just as a you know injury prone. And I, 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 it was a bit like buses, as we said, with another stat. You know, I, I had the groin injury over preseason. Um, so I didn't. I didn't have a preseason really. Played a couple in the end. I got it in that GFA, in that GFA summer tournament. Um, yeah, and that 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 completely ruined my preseason. And then started getting back into into fitness, into the flow, and and, and obviously rolled my uh, done my ankle. So yeah, yeah. Um, and it was the same for it was the same for a lot of us. I think George stats and and Jack stats first half of the season especially would have all three of us would have been drastically different. I'm I'm, I'm positive about it, and, and our season would have been different as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the assisters and the scorers. Um. Yeah. Interesting. To be fair, what's the um, what's the what's the total combined? Like, what's the what's the amount of goals and uh goals total amount of goals scored this season? That's cool. Total amount of goals scored this season. Do you know what's funny? I think I actually I saw this the other day. If you take away the four goals from Mangersfield, we scored forty. 
and con- conceded um, 49, I believe. Yeah, I'll go with that without sitting here going through and canking them all. Yeah, that sounds about right. That even mouth game really done us, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, massive. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got, like, to say, that's actually, it's really good when you think of, I think we only we only scored about less than 10 in the first half of the season, you know, or maybe 10 or about 10. And then second half comes and we get 13 in one game and we're scoring free-flowing goals, et cetera, et cetera. I think, I think Trotch said as well as any one game, second half of the season, we didn't score. So in the league, you scored five goals first half of the season. And the cup, it would have been... Add another three to that. Eight. Eight. <clears throat> yeah, Paul. That's how it was, though. That's how it was. Um, yeah. I'd have to... I'm just having to think of this next question, but... um. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll chuck whilst we're on the top on the subject of scores and assists. I'll chuck in the the top man of the match earners. So top five, Sharky had five man of the matches. Alex Vatio had three, and then Longley, Can, and Connor each had two. Nice. I can't even lie to you, Matt. I don't even know who got man of the match halftime for us. It's Sharky every week, wasn't it? Yeah. Surprised he's not got more to be here. <laughs> oh, is that just under you, Trudge? That's just under me, yeah. Because obviously, I didn't, I didn't know the yeah, Shark, Sharky would have. Um... Shark, it was Sharky and Al. I'm pretty sure. Sharky and Alex, yeah. Um. Well, just just before we got onto the team of the season, then, which is probably going to take up the biggest load of time on this on this podcast. Um, we'll just do uh just do goal of the season. Um, have you got individual? Sorry, have you all got individual people or have you have you come together for a conclusion? What's what's the thoughts on it? I can see by the smile, the smirk on Trudgy's face that he's got his own thing planned out massively. So I, I'm I mean I'm pretty set on it's it's tough because I you know, I obviously didn't see the me and Ron didn't see the get the goals from the first half of the season. But I I've got seven a short list of seven since I've been back, but for me, I'm pretty seven nailed. Short list, seven goals. Seven. seven good. Yeah. Seven, seven good goals. He did the glasses. Well, yeah. I think. Are you going to say what? Goal A, goal B, all the way down to seven of them. We'll let the listeners decide. Put your thing in the comments. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, number. I'll, qu- I'll quickly <laughs> go, do a quick debrief because I think th- these seven goals all deserve a mention. I've, I'm pretty set on which one is my goal of the season, but we'll go in order of when they happened. Our first game back on the 21st of Jan, a 2-2 draw against Eastern Cowboys. It was the opener. Callum Rogers, ball over the top, and George lifts it over the keeper, right-footed. It was a, a lovely goal to see. And it obviously meant a lot being, you know, being our first game back. The second game, the second goal... Actually, that was in our second game back, the the thirteen two win against Parson Street. Sharky got released down the left hand side, ball in, and Khan at the back post smashed a volley in. Oh, we're going to be all night. Yeah, I got, I, I, yeah, but we love this, don't we? <laughs> Goal number three at home against Filton. We lost that one three one, but ball was worked up to Jordy. Held up, held it up really well. Squared it to the edge of the area. And Nath Price took a touch and smashed it bottom corner. I enjoyed that one. Disagree with that. Disagree. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm on. I'm on about a different goal. Don't worry, Carol. Oh. I'm not mentioning. Okay. It. 
Never, never doubt my stats. Um, goal number four. Fifteenth uh, of April, Spartak away, three-two win. Alex Fatio's opener. He sort of worked his way into the box. He popped off a right-footed effort, which was blocked. It's dropped to his left. We all know that how deadly that could be. And he's just hit this crisp, clean strike across the goalkeeper into the bottom corner. Lovely goal. Goal number five, the 3-0 win against Old Cops, the night game, on the 17th of April. So Connor Collins had just been red-carded in the 69th minute. Three minutes later, 72 minutes. Caden, ball out to Pricey. Lovely delivery from Caden. Pricey flicks the header on. And Mr. Trimble traps it, bodies the defender, sends him flying, takes another touch, and then just spanks it. Top left corner. Delicious. Moving on. Goal number six. Lawrence Weston away. 2-0 win. 22nd of April. Second goal, just before half-time. Pinpoint cross cross from Nath Sussex. And again, Mr. Tom Trimble smashes a volley just inside the box. And the last one to mention was in the 3-2 loss against Parsons Street. Last game of the season. Oh. Yeah, lovely. Free kick, free kick out on the left hand side. George was stood over it. I'm thinking, mm, this suits a right footer here. And I'm looking around thinking, oh, who's the right footed free kick taker? Adam, Burnaby Atkins, walked up. I thought, okay, he fancies it. And he's bent this absolute peach of a free kick into the far top corner. Lovely. That's the seven that I, I wanted to wanted to give mentions to. So I'm I'm gonna jump in early doors because I'm not gonna sit here and discuss seven seven goals. Out of those seven, you've my top three are in those seven goals. So I'm just gonna say what they were. So my top three would be Adam's free kick in the last game of the season. Yeah. Um Tom's goal against who was it against? I can't remember what you said now. Old Cox. Yeah, the one where Caden lifts it over to Nath, Nath nods it on and, and he, he bangs one. Yeah. Um, and then the Nath Price goal where Sharkey, was it was that the goal where he worked it, it came across from a corner and then got put back across the box, wasn't it? No. Or was that a different goal? I That was the goal I thought he was on about. That was that was the one I thought he was on about, but it's not. It's a different one. Was it, that was that Nath Price as well or was that Nath Sussex finished that one? I think that was Nath Sussex, wasn't it? Uh, Sussex no. hadn't scored. Sussex hadn't scored. No. It was. It was. What, what was the goal where it got played up to Jordy? He played it into me. I released Pricey, and then Pricey cut it back to Khan. Was that? No, that's, not, that's not the one. I'm, I'm. I'm sure the one. The one that I'm thinking of was on the Astro. I can't remember who it was against now. I'm sure it was. Let's have a look. Barter, maybe. When did Nate? When did Nate Price score? Let's have a look. He scored against. So in, that would have been in the 13-2 win against Parsons Street, would it? He scored it might, it, might have, it might have been the Parsons Street game. Where we had we had a corner and it kind of it got floated towards the back post. Then somebody headed it back towards the front post. And I'm sure it was Sharky played it out to our right back, who was about sort of 25, 30 yards out, and they just smashed it across the goal into the far left corner. I can't remember who it was though. I, I can't remember. Right, my top two are Tom's goal and the free kick by Adam. Matthew, over to you. 
So I, I like three. I've got four, but three of them have been mentioned already. Um, You're going to say it, the fourth is for Tio's? No, 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 no. no oh. I can't give Tio any more credit. Um, no, no. That, so it's going to be the free kick, Adam's free kick. Uh, Tom's one that Vio have lapped up and put it all over social media uh, where he bodied the defender. And uh, Khan's one against Parson Street. Because it was just like it was such a aesthetically pleasing goal, yeah. Um, it was so so good. And the other one hasn't been mentioned, and Trutchy and Ron won't know about this. And Tom might be able to relay it a bit more than I can because I wasn't there. It was Jack Millard's goal against St Oldham's? Yeah, it was. I think it was like a, a volley or a half volley from miles out. I, w- I want to say Fotio played a ball over the top, and he was quite far out, and the keeper started rushing out a bit. Not not crazy amount, like sort of to the edge of the box. Realised he wasn't going to get there, and I, I'm pretty sure Jack has just lifted it. it was... um, I'm I'm pretty certain Jack put it in via in in the chat via the other week. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Unfortunately, he obviously got a long term injury shortly after that. Literally about two minutes, wasn't it? It's literally two minutes after that. Um, I, and the the other one I from the first half of the season. Do you remember the cup goal, Redbridge? Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on on, on Fry's pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it, and it, I think I think it was I think I think I played the ball. The ball came down the line. Debo made a run in behind, and he did some next level. So so didn't Soul pass it? Deb, Debo dummied it, and someone Alex hit it on the volley, half volley, something like that. It was just half volley, roof of the net. It was a lovely goal, like absolutely lovely goal. Um, I remember Soul and Debo were involved. One of them, um, like faked. <laughs> Like, I don't have to. I think they... Sol, I think Sol delivered the ball and Debo dummied it. I think that's what happened. I'm sure. Yeah, and then someone with a left foot half volleyed it into the net, and I think it was for Tio. Tio smashed it in. Yeah, absolutely smashed it in. Um, interesting. Are you, you going to come to an agreement then, or so? We... I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out here. For me, <clears throat> it has to be Tom's screamer against Old Cots. It was just stunning. Well, it's 17 minutes to midnight, so I agree. (laughs) (laughs) And I have no power because you've already got two yeses, so yeah, why not? (laughs) Congratulations, Tom Trimble, first team goal of the season. In reality, though, that we all said very similar goals. We had three minimum. All three of us had three of the same, so they're all really goals and well taken, but I definitely think that the Tom's one, yeah, takes it, takes the pick of the bunch. Yeah. The fact that it's been plastered all over social media because VO shared shared the L out of it, just goes to show that it, it how good of a finish it was. Not even just the finish. I think that the, the ball from Caden was was quality, like took his time and played a really kind of measured ball out. Nate's price with his little flick on, you know, just a deft little touch, and then obviously Tom absolutely bodying that defender, all, all, all to to lead to Tom to just kind of effortlessly stick one in the top corner from 25, 30 yards. I it it was just good from start to finish. Do you know what I mean? It was. It was I, I think it was. It was more the the timing of it. I think. I think. As yeah. I said it was the it went down to ten men against a good team that were ahead of us in the league at the time, one 0 up. I just think like the way we scored that goal. Obviously, we went on to score a, a third. Not long after as well, but it just summed up like the overall day, really, didn't it? 
And for me, it was so much better in real life. I've watched the VO over and over of it, and it, it don't compare to watching it watching it live. Nothing compares. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Sorry. Cheers, lads. I'm, uh, I'm getting that. tired now. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll put it on a we'll put it on a poll. See if uh see if see if the players uh, agree. But I'll take it. Cheers, man. Um, Ron's getting tired, so so let's crack on with this team of the season. Can I can I just can I put forward the team of the season this structure because there's th- well technically are you doing this as well, Tom? No. Okay, because it. If you are, if you're not, I think we should go position by position. We shouldn't go full squad each. I feel like if we we did goalkeeper and then if someone, we say three options. It's a two. Two two wins. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll be amazed if you've... I I reckon... Ron Avery. Oh. I agree. I agree. That's two. (laughs) No chance. Um, Big Kadem. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll start with a goalie, but are you going to agree on a formation? Can I just say that this back five picks itself? Back. Oh, oh, Ron, we're not doing this. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Let's just make that's it. An inside, that's an inside joke for the listeners. <laughs> um, so, we've got Caden in goal. Uh, I'm not even going to... To be fair, he deserves to be spoken about more because of how good he is. But yeah. it's needless to say that... Um, <laughs> That that definitely does pick itself. Um, Absolutely, we will, we will we will start with the centre backs. Um, let's go. Let's go. Manager first, assistants next. Centre back pairing: Tom Longley and Matt McCarthy. Any objections? Any other people? What are we? Can I, can I say that I feel like I agree, but also I don't think the defence, especially like. From a personal standpoint, it's been my best season at all. So, I feel like the attackers have, have far outperformed the uh, the defenders this year. And for us to stick in, especially the two centre backs, I can't. I, I I wouldn't be confident in saying that I had a good season. But I can see why I am in there. I think, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, obviously, there's no objections from my end. But I think a main the main reason why. You know the the centre back pairing is is going to be what it is, and and probably the back four is because since me and Trachi have come back, we've had one one or two changes here and there, but that's been pretty much our back four. We've had very few changes to it, and it's just been it's just been solid, and it, it's it's been probably the most consistent part of the team I since our return. It's been that defensive that defensive unit. If you're I know. I know. Steph came in for a game and helped us out and did well. Callum's shifted inside a couple of times. Yeah, I think. I think what Matt's saying. I think what Matt's saying is is is. I don't actually agree with that. To be fair, I think the um. I don't think the I don't think the attackers have outperformed the defenders at all. To be honest, and it's not saying the attackers haven't done well, but the defense were getting shot at every single week because we had no attackers. Especially first half of the season, which would never help confidence. Like eight nil against Avonmouth, what are you? What were you really meant to do? As, as I think it's it's hard to try and to try and pick a team of the season and try and consider the first half of the season because no one performed well. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like the first half of the season you're starting it from like Christmas when things started to change. You know, 
Yeah, realistically, we are. But what I'm saying is, you know, you're saying the defense haven't haven't had the best season. I think since since as Ron just said, since since Church and Ron have come back, it's it's been the most consistent five, isn't it? You know, the keeper and the and the back four. How many, Tom? Consistent? How many? <laughs> is that consistent five? Yeah, I thought so. Five, mate. Yeah. <laughs> We're not a back five, though, is it, Ron? Well, there, there's five of them, and then they're at the back. But one thing I will say is is the the players that because you had a you had a spell where you were ill you had a bit of a chest infection I think um, yeah everyone filled in when they needed to um, yeah Callum as as Chuck said when Callum went centre back it was good um, the fullbacks then filled in again good um, so so I think I think the defence was very consistent to be fair I think the attackers flourished more. But I, I think the defence are very solid. But anyway. For me, defensive defensive performances were good. Just some of the goals weren't defended as well as I would have liked. They were also set pieces. We conceded a lot of set pieces this year. Mm. And that's a team. Yeah. That is a team. That's a team aspect. You know, the, it's not like the attackers all stay up and midfielders shouldn't be helping out and stuff. You know, it's a whole team. But so that's longly longly a matter of the, the centre back pairing. Is that agreed? Is that is that sorted? And yeah. Special mention to Sharky as well because he, he was. Yeah. A <laughs> um, we'll go with fullbacks. Let's feel, let's let's do left back first. Trutch. For me, Callum Rogers. He yeah. played. He played every game bar one, I think, since we came back. Um, the Tuesday. Typical, typical Cal, just just solid. Brings that good left foot delivery into play. And he, you know, he made he made that position position his own for us second half of the season. Matt. Yeah, but no no objections to that. I feel like again, fullbacks we were we didn't have consistent fullbacks before then. Um, whether that down was down to injury or fitness, I think we've had Sharkey, Sibley, Sussex, you know, Yain's come back. Um, Tom playing left wing back at one point. You know, we've had so many there. I think. He'll love that. Um, I feel like yeah, we we've had a fair amount, but I just feel like Cal when he does play there, he just he's a he's a class act in that position, and you you know what you're going to get from him, and especially given his you know his issues with his fitness the past couple of years when he was first at Wessex, he was he was a left back, wouldn't he? Um, and he's kind of grown into that centre back role of last year and the year before, and. And he's now flourishing in both positions. So he's a versatile player and a great addition. And and I trust him completely in both positions as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I still do. I, I just want to add though, we can't and, and again, no no disagreements. He's he's definitely in there as, as left back for me. However, what I wanna what I wanna add to that is obviously for us last season in the reserves, he was fantastic. Um, we took him to knit ones with us at the beginning of the season, and the difference in his in his his body and his fitness at the beginning of this season to the end of last season was phenomenal. We put in so much work over Christmas, over over preseason, sorry, and came back so fit um, and started off the season fantastic at knit ones. Obviously, then when we've come back to to Wessex, don't get me wrong, he still played fantastically well however I do think something we need to be really careful of if he, he, he doesn't get 
it was almost like moving to, going over to Nick Wands with us. He had, he had that challenge there again, and he knew he had to prove himself. And I feel there, I, and I, I've told him this, I, there have been times since we've come back where I think he's kind of, he, at times, reverting back to that Comfortable. comfortableness. I just want him. I just want him to make sure, and obviously it'll be something we talk to him about in preseason and over the summer anyway. I just want him to make sure that he keeps that hunger and that desire because when he's got that hunger and that desire to play well, he is phenomenal on his day. He is phenomenal. I, 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 sorry, Ron, carry on. I was just going to just just to finish by saying, even when he's not at his best, he's still a very, very, very good player, and I think he's overly critical of himself as well. So I think that the, the two things that I want to see from Callum next season are much more belief in himself and much more desire to, to want to, to play at the top of his game. Because if he's got those two things, bit of belief, bit of desire, he can be one of the top players at the club, I feel. Even, even it, from a defensive point of view, he, he's up there for me. I think I think with um with, with Cal, I think he's, he's in that sort of luxury position at the club, really, where... The, the the people challenging him for his position aren't available every week. A bit a bit similar to Jord, maybe up top to an extent. Yeah. They haven't got that challenge to, you know, that we've got wingers galore at the moment. So the wingers in preseason need to be fitter and, and better than ever, really. Um, or they could lose their place. Similar to the middle, you know, there's quite a few people that could do a job now in the middle uh, at a very high standard and and centre backs, especially if we recruit one or two more. You know, Matt and Longley's gonna have to have to put the work in. So. I think Cal's just. I think with that, I agree with what you're saying. But if there's, you know, if you, let's just say Yai and Lewis and and Sussex are all available every single week, just from a first team point of view, that's not mentioning, you know, Cully, uh, mm-hmm. who was who was a first teamer at the start of the season as well. Um, you know, the, all these players fit on form. That's when people start performing better. Is when they're under a bit of pressure. Well, 100%. But yeah, happy with Cal left back. So we've got the three out of the four. Who is the right back? Crutch. Oh, hands down for me, Nath Sussex. Brilliant. Yeah, agreed. Been brilliant since we've come back. He's he's playing but like the player we've always known he can be. Um when he gets when he's actually available and not trekking down to Devon every two weeks. So he's actually been a bit more consistent, aren't he, under these boys, which is annoying. But yeah. I have to have a word with him about that. He's he's only well, had one one man of the match as well, but he he was literally in the in the discussion for most games. He's yeah. just the tenacious right back that you want, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like he's enjoying it again. You know, I know he's got his groin issue. That's why he gets the injuries every now and again. But if he can get on top of that, yeah, top top player. Um, brilliant. Yeah. Right, happy with the back four. We'll run through the team at the end, but happy with that. Back, back four. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, back four plus Caden. You hear that, Rob? Back five. There's five of them in there at the back. Sorry, one four. Don't forget the keeper. Um, you playing a two or a one? Two, three, one or two or, or one, two? One, two, uh, four, pivot, I believe. I'm, I'm going four, three, three, one, two, pivot. One, two, pivot. Okay, so so, so let's, let's go CDM. Who's the CDM then? Bit of a controversial one for me because he joined so late. But the impact for me, the impact he made was brilliant. And that's Connor Collins. Played seven games, which is probably on the borderline what I what I consider for team of the season. 
but massive impact. Two man of the matches added energy and aggression in that midfield. So I'm I'm going Connor Collins CDM. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He he's he's made a math, massive another player. Obviously, we we took with us and, and brought back. Um, yeah, he's just he's just come back and again like Callum, he's just slotted back in seamlessly. Like like he's not been away and, and he's put in some some really really big performances. Um, and yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. See, Matthew, I I agree I agree with it, but I feel like that defensive role. No one really established themselves as the one true consistent defensive midfielder this year. Because you've got you've got Connor, you've got Dibble who played there, you've got Sharky who's played there, you've got Lewis if Lewis is available, sticking him in that middle. But I don't feel like any well, of them. It's tough. I... It's t- I actually I know you've gone with a one-two pivot, yeah, but I I think it's a t- I think it's a two. But I think it's because it's just how we've been playing for like this half half of the season. It's very rare that we've gone with a two-one pivot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it's strange. And just oh, just oh. a teaser, my midfield three. It breaks. There's one that I'm leaving out, and it breaks my heart. But we'll get to that. Yeah, well, I'm not, and I know who it is, and I'm not. I'm not leaving. <laughs> out. Um. All right. So so I mean, it's it's two to one. So whether Matt agrees or not, it's uh, yeah, it's true. Actually, Ron, do me a favor. <laughs> who, 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 who did you have out of curiosity, Matt? What what for the defensive midfielder? Yeah. Oh no, Connor. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, was like, I agree, but yeah, it's not yeah, it's not it's not as simple as the, the back the back five. Is it wrong? Yeah. Uh all right, so Connor's in the CDM. So we've got two the two centre mids. This I think this is where it gets really tricky. I, really? I definitely think I, I've I've got a bit of a, 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 a curveball as well, so I'll, I'll let Trotchy do his, and then I'll, I reckon I've got a bit of a curveball. Okay, can oh, you? Ron, I, I was going to say you go first, Ron. So because I know what Trotchy's is, and he probably knows what mine's going to be, but I've got no idea what yours is going to be. Yeah, go on, Ron. Right, but name yeah. the two. Name the two. So my two that I I put in front of Connor um, is going to be Nath Price. And Lewis Berry. Oh God, that's controversial. Oh. Lewis can't go that high up the pitch. Oh God, you have he's, yeah, surely you have Lewis. Yeah, oh. I, um, so so say, saying that, oh. I I probably wouldn't be going much of a, a one-two. I I'd be going kind of a a one one and a half yeah. one sort of thing. It, a bit of a, a bit of a staggered midfield, but. A one-one-one yeah. one, single file. Yeah. yeah, not not so much a single file, but yeah, I I, I think for me, football manager. One, one, one of the things we've we've lacked a lot of this season is is a bit of bite in that midfield, and I think that the the ones that have bought it the most for me have been Connor and and, and Lewis. And when we discussed when me and Trudge kind of discussed our team the other day, I was thinking, oh, it's got to be one or the other. Um, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm thinking. There's, I, I think that, that they can both go in there, and I'm not saying that one of them would necessarily have to get forward. But I, in my head, you, you've either got Connor or Lewis can sit. Nath can be the obviously the the sort of the number ten, the cam, 
and then Connor and Lewis sort of in, interchanging can could very much be sort of the box to box midfielders. Um, so yeah, that's my three. Nice. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. That was all the team of the season here, though, aren't we? But remember that, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. For for me, they're 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 the most. I know Lewis obviously is his availability isn't the best, but for me, they're the most consistently performing players in my book. Go on, Matt. What's 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 yours then? Yeah, I'm glad we're coming to me next. Can Trutch can pick up the pieces afterwards. Um, so I'm doing a one-two, and the two midfielders in front of uh, of Con. I'm going with Nate Price and Alex Fatia. Um, they're just honestly that consistently performing. They've made a lot of you know appearances as well. Alex Fatio, I think we were saying beforehand or in the last the last podcast, he's missed what like one game all season. If that, um, yeah. he's been so consistent. Even when his performances aren't at his best, somehow he gets a goal, or he wins a penalty, or gets a dubious assist. Um, I would call him a stat merchant, but that's a bit harsh. But somehow, he just gets he just gets goals and assists. You look at the reserves as well; he's the, their top goal scorer at the moment. Um, the first, first... This is the first team review. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> um, but equally, the games, especially the first half of the season, he was he was dragging us through the mud at times with just his attacking play and, and I, I the think, field play. I think I think this is I think this is what gets tricky in it. I think I think if we're talking about first half, if we're talking about first half of the season as well in a team of a season, which we should team of the whole season. Yeah, you know, if it's team of the trash era, that could be different. Um, it's not a team of the past four months. Personally, before Trotchy gives his his two in front, my, mine would have been Dibble sitting with Fotio and and Pricey, but that's because they've been around for the season. That's mm. not that's not saying you know Connor's not done enough or anything like that. It's just purely based on the overall, yeah, availability. That's, that's, that's what I said. Mine, I was like, there's literally four to choose from. And it's so difficult to try and choose one, but I think I think Connor pipped it for me. But uh, you know, it's tough. Go on, Trutch. Then, what's what's is yours different to both of those? Yeah. <laughs> so my freak. So for the uh, purpose of getting the the eleven names that I wanted in, I'm playing one at a position. Not really at a position, but I'm I'm playing Sharky. Yeah. Sharky Central. So I'm having Connor sit in and I'm going with Sharky and Pricey as the two in front. Breaks my heart to leave Fatio out. Um, it's just, just the three I've gone with. I think, I think because you've gone with Sharky and, and Ron's obviously gone with Lewis, who's only available once in the blue minutes at the moment. Mm. Sharky has been there. Like Sharky's got a feature somewhere because he's literally been, he's been there you know, one game less than them for Tia, so he will be featuring. Spoiler alert! And and the, and you know the two the two that I wanted in. Well, there's two names that I just wanted on the wing, so I brought Sharky in. Tough. I I, I can't lie. We're gonna have to come back to this because I I don't have a Scooby. You three was, need to text him whilst we're like doing this. Like, <laughs> how are we, we deciding that then? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm leaving it. <laughs> I pull rank. <laughs> we're, we're all equals on this podcast, Trutch. Season's well, over. Um, we'll we'll just, should we we'll go to our front three, shall we, and come back? 
Yeah, I'm just trying. To... You've all gone different as well. Well, actually, yeah. Well, well, yeah. See what the front threes are first, and then let's go. Let's go striker. I think that's. I think that's set in stone. Let's do the striker first. I do think it's set in stone. Huh? Are you throwing another curveball? I'm throwing a, this. This is my curveball. Oh my god, god. Wait, love it. <laughs> oh god. Um, can we start with Ron? Yeah, go on. Like we have so, to. So my my front three, and again, this this is something that changed massively over the last few days when I thought about it. Um, my front three are left wing Sharky for me. I think he's he's been a since we've got him back on the wing, he's been an absolute revelation. Um, he's been brilliant in whatever positions he's he's played. So if you're talking team of the season and, and Trutchy getting his way in and, and then playing centre mid, I'd have absolutely no issue with that. Um, he played left back against Parson Street and although his, his head weren't quite in it, he, he's still put in a performance. I know he's played centre back and can play anywhere. So I think wherever you put him, he's, he's going he's gonna to do a job. But for me, he goes on the, in on the left. Um, this is my curveball now. So right wing, um, obviously you've got Can, but for me, since we've come back, obviously he's, he he's he's been fantastic, but he obviously he's lost a lot. He he missed a lot of football for injury. Um, and then this is where I'm kind of playing a couple out of position. So I'm going to put Alex in there on the right wing, and I know he's not he's not necessarily a winger. Um, he has played there for us. He's, he's kind of done a job. And I think with, with the numbers and the figures that we've spoken about and the fact he's been consistent through the season, um, he does deserve to go there. And he does deserve to be in the team. And then up front, um, I'm putting Tom. Um, yeah. Reason for that <laughs> is because in terms of getting into a team of, team of the season or even in getting into a team on a week-in, week-out basis, for me... It's about more than footballing ability sometimes, and I think if we're talking about it being set in stone, I'm assuming we're all talking about the same player. That player has let himself down massively in the last couple of weeks, yeah. and I don't, I don't think there should be any way, shape, or form us be rewarding him for for that sort of behaviour. So for me, he he doesn't make the team this season, not based on his footballing ability because. Obviously, for those who don't know, I'm talking about Jordan. He, he's joint top scorer. Really? He's, really? He's, <laughs> he, he plays. He plays football. He's he's really well. He's he's got look, bags and bags and bags of ability, but he's massively let himself down the last few weeks, and uh, he knows that. Does he, he make your bench? That. Say again. Does he make your bench? <laughs> I, to, he, he he probably would get on the bench through pure sort of availability issues if you like but for me if you're talking about the prestige of being picked for a team in a season it's it's more it's there's it's it's more than football for me it's got to be an attitude thing it's got to be a it's got to be a, a commitment to, to the cause not not commitment as in turning up week in week out but a commitment to the team and and reaching its goal and I think for me Jordan doesn't always do that this could be a three-parter. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, 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 it's a tough one. I think what you're saying is right. But nobody else has really played there this year. So we're talking about, you know, like positional 
it's, it's a bit like Fotio in the middle, isn't it? Like you're putting him out wide just to accommodate him getting into the team because he deserves to be in the team. Fotio but... played on the wing for us a lot in the first half, where he actually had quite he had a a good impact, I think, when he's been playing out there. And and some would argue he he's better out wide than in the middle. But again, that's a that's another. I mean, they'd be wrong, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was controversial. Uh, let's 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 get do someone. What, no, I, I, do you know what? I I will, as much as I I do agree with what Ron's saying. I wanna I wanna be the counterpoint to that. That I completely agree, and you know, some sometimes attitude is is more important than actual talent. When you know, if you're not going to help your team then there's not really any point you being on the pitch. Um, I feel like I can't look past the contribution that he's had in some games. Whether he can be uh, a tough force to try and tame, there's still points where he's helped the team and his attitude has been right. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's been squeaky clean. Far from it, in fact. And he knows that. And especially the last few weeks, he has let himself down and he's let, you know, those around him in the team. And I think they know it and he knows it. But I'm struggling to look past the contribution in terms of the stats and the goals that have helped us win games. Because there's times where he's been selfless as well as a striker. Um, apart from uh, when I, he didn't square to Tom. Yeah, apart from when he didn't square it. Top goal square now, isn't it? He'd be out, out yeah. right. You're lucky. You're lucky that Mangersfield game is not going through. But I, I did put Jord. I feel like if you had a fully fit and ready available Zach Sal and Ollie Atwood challenging him on a weekly basis for that position, we'd be talking differently. Or Kim, unfortunate, and Anna Kim as well. Unfortunately, we haven't had that. Um, and I'd, I'd be confident in saying that George would probably raise his game as well because he'd know that he'd have people breathing down his neck like he did last year. Kim was always breathing down his neck and there were times, majority of the season, that we actually selected Kim over George and obviously George got injured and went in goal. But if if George did have that someone challenging him, I feel like he would raise his game and buck up his ideas. That being said, I do agree with what you're saying, Ron, and attitude such a massive thing. And he has let himself down recently, but I'm struggling to look past the contribution. If I'm being honest, I think I think Trutch is going to have to. <clears throat> I wouldn't say pull rank, but whatever he decides. Final vote. Yeah. So, in, in in regards to what you just said, Matt, about him raising his game, I don't think there's much of his game he needs to to raise. It's it's the attitude that needs improving, and I, I I fully agree with everything Ron has said. I just can't look past me joint top scoring striker for the centre forward role in team of the season. Charge, maybe not in terms of raising his game, but do you not think that his attitude would improve his game if he knew his position was up for grabs more? I think it'd get worse. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I genuinely don't know. I don't think any of us know the answer to that. He's, yeah. We we, we we just want we just want a better attitude. No, however that comes, don't we? I think he raised his game at times when he was fighting for the goal, top goal scorer. Now I think one of you as managers raised it at a point, you know, by not being selfish and and sort of 
being solely playing to 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 get that award, uh, which he's got to be, you know, we both had to be careful with what we did when it came to top goal scorer because that that pass which he should have made to me against Spartak, mm. he might have just generally thought I could bury this myself, and and that's what I'm going to try and do. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, I do think that actually raises game, like trying to beat a target, if you know what I mean, trying trying to one up someone to a degree. In that yeah. sense, I think I think if if he, you know, if I wasn't on the goals I was or I wasn't challenging him for that, I think he would have taken even more of a foot off the gas. Whereas some of the goals he scored was because he had he had to hit targets still. It's a strange one with him, but we'll never really know, will we? Um, yeah. So yeah, my like like I say, Ron's named his his front three, Alex Shark and Tom. My my front three, Jord, Striker, and Can and Tom on the wings. Either way, I'm I'm happy we're both on the right. I'm happy we're both on the left. So Sam Miller and Tom Trimble. You're gonna to have to let us know yours because that's different to Ron's. I was gonna say my my wing is a different as well. I'm assuming well, you've gone Sharky. Yeah, so it'll be Sharky on the left and Tom on the right, and it it, it pains me to leave out Khan. Um, but I've put Alex Fatio in the middle because he was there for the whole season and performed, you know, well for the majority. Cool. And Khan obviously came a bit later. And then had his injury issues, but when he has played, he's been really, really, really good. Um, he's the first name on the bench for me, but Sharky has to play out wide, and Tom has to play out wide as well. Um, so through process of elimination, unfortunately, Khan just about misses out. Oh, I think you've all got two votes for the same player. If that makes sense. So all, all of us named Connor, didn't we? Yeah, so Con- all three Con- Connor. Connor's confirmed. Pricey's all, confirmed. all three of us named Sharky. All three of us named Tom. All three of us named Pricey. So then it's it's between centre mid, a winger. So Alex got named twice, didn't he? For the wing and midfield. Alex Khan. George. Lu- Lewis. Lewis and Khan had one each, didn't they? Yeah, they're they Khan got two, so so Khan's on two. Ron and Ron and Matt, Ron and Trutch picked. No, Ron did think Khan. He went Alex and Sharky. Alex, because he did, yeah. So should we go with the numbers? So we'll we'll Sharky needs to be left wing then, Danny. If me and me yeah. and me and Ron have both put him left wing, whereas you've got him in the midfield. So for I'll tell you just just mathematically, if we go with a midfield of. Connor, Pricey, and Alex. Sharky left, Tom right. That's the most oh, named. Perfect. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you, mate. That is yours, actually. My isn't process it? is Matt's, yeah. Yeah, my process. <laughs> I changed my mind. I got Can on the wing instead of Alex. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ron, I've, Ron, I've got you up top. Oh, thank Yeah, nice one. <laughs> I'll give you the best 45 seconds of your life. Have a <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll play football. Oh yeah. Thank okay, you. PG, PG. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, okay, so I mean, that's had to pick itself. Otherwise, we'd be here all night arguing. So Matt wins. Good night. See you later. Pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of like you saying, we'd be sat here all night. I, 
I've got absolutely no argument with any of the other selections. Um, mm. So, I, you know, if it was if it was Trutchy or Matt turning around going, no, this is the team we're going for, I've got absolutely no objections to any of them whatsoever. Um, I just kind of wanted to be a bit, I want to think outside the box a bit, do you know what I mean? Be a bit controversial because it's what I do. But, um, <laughs> but raising, yeah. raising points which wouldn't necessarily be raised. The yeah, mic. yeah, yeah, that's that, the that's, mic. that's more like it because it was, it was, it was more to do with yeah we we use Jordan example. We all know he's joint top scorer. We all know how good he can be, but we also know how much of a, an idiot he can be. So I think we're talking about team of the season, and all we're doing is praising people, which is right. Is what we're here to do. I think it would be wrong to to go through this and, and put him in there without at least saying. He's got to work on. There's so much he's got to work on, um, mm. and if he doesn't, obviously there's going to be decisions they've got to be made. But I think it's only right that you know I, I quite happily sit here and, and and talk about the players that weren't necessarily going to be a shoe in. Um, you know, if, if it's if it's mathematically worked out, Sharky, Jor, Tom, Nate, Alex, and Connor, that is effectively that is our our best team in it. So I mean, if we got that available every Saturday. There was still a handful of top quality players missing out as well. Exactly, um, yeah, yeah. You, you still get you got a cracking starting lineup there, and and it just it just shows you the players that you're going to have on the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's probably fitting that that Matt, who's been part of the management for for the season, basically gets the the final vote. Um, we'll run we'll run through the team really quickly. So it was Caden in goal. Um, Longley and Matt centre backs, Callum left back, uh, right back with Sussex. Right uh, with a midfield three of Connor sitting, Botillo and Pricey in the centre mids. Sharky left, myself right with Jordan up top, which is, as, as Ron said, a very strong team. Um, there's a hell of a lot of good players that haven't made that team. Um, you know, we haven't even mentioned Khalil really in that. Who, who, if he's you know available for a whole season, you know, could 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 definitely at seventeen years old make a make a massive difference. But even Charlie Rogers, who became a a, a big player of the first team, uh, Yian, Lewis Lewis Berry, if he was available more, there's there's plenty, um, which didn't which didn't make the cut, but all being a part of a, I, I think we can all agree that all, all of those would go on our bench. Yeah, hundred percent. All mentions. Um, so cool. We'll, we'll we've got one last question. Um, and it, and essentially, plans for the plans for the new season. Um, obviously as a management team, when when's preseason starting? What's the plans? What's the what's the targets? Give us a little rundown of, of what's to come. So for me, we're our our preseason when me and Ron were at Nick Ones went really well. So it's a, it's it's a case of just mirroring that really. We we started early. We started with pretty much just <laughs> fitness, like army style boot camps for the first couple of weeks. We we had a little game at the end, but there wasn't any ball work introduced. We started nice and early. I think it was the second week of July. Um, and we talked about Cal Callum Rogers's turnaround in fitness. He's like the prime example of what what's one staying in shape over the summer can do and also hitting preseason hard and getting your fitness levels in early. He's a prime example of the the difference it can make. Um, 
so yeah, but we'll, we'll look to start early. I, I, I've got the sort of second week of July in my head again. Um, really dust the cobwebs up, cobwebs off, fitness wise. Get some friendlies going. Yeah, but anything to add on that, Ron and Matt? I mean, we've established ourselves in the league now. You know, we always want to be we want to be aiming as high as we can. I feel like I agree with a with a strong preseason, big emphasis on fitness, being sharp, ready for anything. A couple, few good performances in the preseason friendlies, trying out some new faces maybe as well. You know, attract some talent to the club, more talent. You can never say no to. Um, I'd be buzzing for that. As for league position, you've, I feel like you've always got a challenge for silverware and titles. And obviously, depending on what the state of our league looks like next year, with the right preseason and, you know, quality available and the consistency, I can see us going very, very far. That's it. It's, it's, it's hard to pinpoint. I, I, my style, I like to go into every season wanting to win the league. That's just yeah. my style. You know, it, who's to say that come the end of pre-season, we haven't got as many new bodies in as we wanted. Maybe we, heaven forbid, we lose a couple. You know, then we might have to look and reassess where we want to be. But you're asking me right now, I want to I be challenging next season. And I don't see, currently, I don't see any reason why we can't be if we hit the ground running. Yeah, definitely. Ron, anything to add? No, I, I think it's both the, both the boys have said it. You know, it's absolutely pointless going into a competition without the desire to try and win it. Um, am I saying that's going to be an easy feat? No, it's going to if you know if, if we're going to have aspirations to aim for that, everyone's got to be aware that it's going to be a long, hard season. Um, but if you know if we can prepare for that right with a good preseason. Um, mentally prepare for it because I think one of the one of the things we've struggled with this season is is mentality um and, and an attitude thing. Not, not, not necessarily we've had a bad attitude. I think the attitude of the players has actually been really, really good. Um you just need a a, a proper winner's mentality if that if that makes sense. Um I think if we can go into next season with that that knowledge that on our day knowing we can beat anybody and having that mentality without being arrogant, then I think anything's possible next season. I think we could we could quite easily put together a run of results early doors, and then from that point, anything's possible. For me, a key thing to turn... The mentality's been good, not great, because what, what showed for me at the end of the season was... There was, a, there was a weakness in our mentality when things weren't going our way. It's easy. It's easy to have a great team camaraderie when you know after the three wins on the trot. But when the frustrations which crept in in that St Oldham's game, we God, we should have won that game. And with a better team mentality and and a a, a better response to frustration, we we would have won that game. I think it's uh, it, uh, it's kind of been a part of the. The Wessex way in the last couple of years, really. I think Matt would agree. Last year, you know, we went on that run and had one little hiccup on the way against Stockwood, and uh, all, all hell broke loose, really. And it was mm. one win on a on a bounce of 
well, I think we won nine, eight or nine games in and around that period, and and it was just that one-off game, and it was like we couldn't, we didn't know how to lose. We we can't take losing. Um, uh, that was that was what I was going to say. That the biggest downfall of our season last year was not being able to take a loss. Whether we just we think we should win or not, couldn't take the fact that we had lost a game, and this year we've had to, we've had to kind of grow up really, and mature. And be like, yeah, okay, we can get beaten. We are human. We can get beaten by the better team. It's how you bounce back from it. And I still feel like there's work to be done in that respect. Especially after, you know, the end of this season, losing to Filton, you know, a valiant performance. We did all right. Then losing to St. Oldham's and then just capitulating against Pastor Street. You can't do that at this level. You can't do it because otherwise you just get punished. Yeah, I think I think I think the I think the other thing though is 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 usually we, we're our own worst enemy off the bounce of doing well. So you know when we weren't winning games at the start of the year, and we, well we didn't win, we only won one cup game, didn't we? First half of the season. Yeah. We did, and we could take a loss, and be like, right, weren't good enough today. These are the areas we need to improve on, but you know we'll do it right. We weren't coming on the pitch, and we weren't killing each other whilst we were on it. Um, mm. when we've had the run of results that we've had and then we play a team which we should be beating and then we don't that's when it goes that's when it's the worst um, sometimes all it takes is one voice as well you can have you know you can have 15 14, 15, 16 really good characters in a in a in a dressing room after a game and all it takes is one to break down that that togetherness doesn't it Unfortunately, yeah, it's like a chain reaction. Definitely, but no, let, let, let's end on a positive. You know, fighting for promotion next year. That's Absolutely, fighting on the cup front. Um, we, we just want to attack the league, don't we? That's that's the main thing. And anything that happens in the cup, bonus. When you start getting to the sort of quarterfinal stage, that's when you start getting excited. But the main thing, attack the league, and let's give it a go next season. Definitely. Definitely. Aim for the stars. Nice. Um, been a pleasure, lads. Been a long one. Uh, it's about five hours past Ron's bedtime, so I appreciate you staying up, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Orlix and get my head down on <laughs> <laughs> uh, But Ron, Matt, Trutch, thanks for thanks for joining me on the on the podcast and the one last week as well. Thank um, you. And, uh, also for me, a massive thanks for, for everyone for putting the effort in 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 and around the the first team as well this season. Thanks everyone. Yeah, it's been a been a big effort by the whole club, really, especially with the amount of players we used as well. So um, mm. so yeah, and a massive thanks to Lynn for for everything she does, as per absolutely. Uh, Apart from going on holiday in in the last <laughs> the two weeks of the season, <laughs> she we have we have got a at our next next staff meeting. I want to carry a motion that she has to give us at least six months' notice of holiday, and it has to be approved by at least. Ninety-nine percent of the committee. Yeah, just like just just a counter argument that though we won every game when she was away. Those three games. Oh, yeah, go on holiday morning. <laughs> just take your laptop with you. Yeah, yeah, just live abroad. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, cheers, lads, uh, and we we'll look forward to next season. Cheers, boys. Out the Wessex. Down. Out the Wessex. <laughs>